welcome everybody to the mental health hour welcome on in this is episode 95 uh we are talking about parenting and co-parenting today um parenting i think parenting and something was the you were requested i went ahead and added co-parenting yeah it was it's something that uh, goes along with i mean they go hand in hand um, and it's a lot more prevalent these days um not just from uh, separated houses or, or divorce but um there is just co-parenting situations as well mm-hmm. um so let me see if I can first start off with, oh, no, can't. That's all right. Um, we'll go ahead and start off with just a, a basic kind of overview. Um, I am a brand new parent. I mean, Penelope's over a year now, but I'm still very new in this game. So I'm not, um, this, this episode isn't about how to be a parent or. I don't think anybody knows the answers to that, no matter how long you've been a parent. (laughs) I don't want it to come off that way. I want to get that out first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not here to tell you how to parent your kids. Um, If we could do that, we'd be worth a fortune. I started off as a stepdad. And I started learning that in that way, um, you know, just kind of going through uh, with my wife, Casey, uh, how she, you know, raises her kids. Um, we're, we're on the same page for the most part, but I knew my role there too. Um, now I have my own and feels like a whole different ball game. <laughs> I, it, it is a whole different ball game, but um so we'll get into some of that. So on her end, and I'll let her discuss a little bit, but she's she's living the, the co-parenting more. Um, mm-hmm. Did you want to touch on that before we get into too much? Uh, yeah, like it's different for me because like I'm not, act, we, I don't really share parenting as such. I'm a sole parent. Really, uh, parent um doesn't mm, yeah that they're absent really so i'm not really doing that as much it's it's hard and from my side uh, it was trying to overcome the resentment of the fact that they got to walk away and live their life and i was left doing it all i was the bad cop the everything the mom the dad uh, it it can be hard. Yeah. And I do wish I had that support. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is a, it is a, a different, I guess, kind of aspect because you have the um you have the co parenting situation. Mm-hmm. However, I mean he's still I I hear you talk about him occasionally, um, wanting to come uh and, and join in or whatever um yeah. but you are you are sole custody mm-hmm. sole provider yes yeah uh, yeah all right 
Well, we will go ahead and we've got a bunch of slides. I have a video as well that I didn't upload um, because I didn't know if we would have time to really get to it, but I think we will. And I'll just go ahead and throw it on when, um, when the time comes. Um, Jay Opera, thank you very much for sharing out. Guys, if you do enjoy the content, like like Jay just did, go ahead and share us out. That would be awesome. Um, it's mm -hmm. It helps us tremendously to try and get out there, try and build the audience. Um, and and uh, especially with um, the Discord growing and everything. And Naomi mm -hmm. was dropping in the chat earlier about our community check-in. We'll go over that. Uh, a little bit more towards the end of the show. But thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get into the first uh, of, of the slides. Uh, this is the four. There was kind of a, a four horsemen of parenting styles. So I thought we could start with that and just see how it branches from there. Uh, Gemma, if you're ready. Yep. Sorry, I'm just trying to sort this out, but it's not having it, so I'll just not have to touch anything at all, it would appear. Right, okay, so the four parenting styles. So there's uh, permissive, uh, child-driven, rarely gives or enforces rules, overindulges child to avoid conflict, and there's the responsiveness um, up on the, the left-hand side and the right obviously the permissive is up there at the top with authoritative solves problems together with the child sets clear rules and expectations open communication and natural consequences and then towards the uh, bottom um, of for responsiveness and demandingness with ne neglectful so uninvolved or absent Provides little nurture. Here we go. That's another one. New, new. Mm, I can't. I just can't. New. I can't say it. <laughs> We've got another one. Nurture. Nurturance or guidance. Oh my God. Every week, this word. <laughs> oh, That's dear. an easy okay. one, though. And then the the today. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Indifferent child social, emotional, and behavioral needs, and then uh, authoritarian, parent driven, set strict rules and punishment, one way communication with little consideration of child's social, emotional, or behavioral needs. That was uh, painful for the first slide. <laughs> so we'll get better yeah. as it goes on tonight. Um, Jim in Chicagoland, welcome on in. Thank you for the 50 bits. It's good to see you. Talk about Talking about parenting tonight, something you know very much about. Um, parenting and co-parenting. Uh, so the, of the four parenting styles, um, authoritative, from what I take, is the one to sh strive for. Um, hence, both the arrow is going out and it being in the top right. Um, we will, the, the video itself is actually on this, the four parenting styles. I thought it'd be good to get a little bit more information on that. But let's take a look at a couple more slides and uh, 
and we'll, we'll circle back to the video um we'll take a look at the next one which is uh positive parenting yeah uh, what is that so what is positive parenting positive parenting works with children's strengths instead of picking at their weaknesses positive parenting understands children's developmental needs and responds appropriately Positive parenting recognizes rewards and reinforces positive behaviors. Positive parenting shows empathy. Positive parenting recognizes the child as an individual with rights. And positive parenting builds trust, communication, and respect in the parent-child relationship. Right. Uh, so, obviously, just some... Uh pointers or um, well, the definition of positive parenting, the idea being um, at the end, you're going, it, it's not so much um, like coddling. It's more empathy, more um, understanding. This way, there's not the butting heads that we're all, uh, that we all know and love mm. so much, right? Um we, everybody, I, I'm sure everybody knows what we're talking about. When you get button heads, nothing gets solved. Um, oh, one party yeah. storms out and um, somebody goes to bed hungry, right? Yeah. Um, and and the, the key factor there is that nothing gets accomplished. Um, when you're button heads with mom and dad or when mom and dad's button heads together, nothing is... Uh, satisfying um, so this way with positive parenting the idea being keeping it to an understanding level um, like uh, the one that says uh, understanding children's developmental needs and responding appropriately uh, you could have three or four kids and one of them could have a learning disability mm -hmm. they're not gonna they're not going to react or learn the same way the other three probably did, right? Mm. Oh, um, yeah. So that's understanding that and uh, formulating a, a different plan for 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 that child. Um, and a lot of this is what they're trying to get through in schools now as well. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, with or without like a learning difficulty anyway, everybody learns at their own speed, at their own pace. Each child, as each adult, each person has got different ways of connecting with things, uh, of learning. Some are more visual, some are more hands-on. Um, and when you get to the point where, like you were saying, butting heads, just if you start yelling and shouting and stuff then it's just I think you get to that point where you just know you've lost it then and then there's just nothing after that exactly. you you just achieve nothing other than just being really stressed yelling and everybody's just like ugh. yeah <laughs> and and that's kind of what this episode's all about or is supposed to be all about it's supposed mm -hmm. to be uh more so about parenting together um mm -hmm. that's why i added the co-parenting thing uh because it's so important uh especially in a time of separation or divorce 
oh, yeah. that it, it's not always amicable or it's not always um, a mm. good environment. Um, but co-parenting, if it's going to be attempted, uh, and that's really the needs be, thing. it really like, needs to be done correctly or, or at least tried, you know, with some sort of decorum for the child's sake, right? Oh, yeah, that's the biggest thing with co-parenting, especially, like, no matter what you think of each other, um, at one time, you loved each other enough to make a child. Mm -hmm. So even if you hate each other's guts and don't even want to see each other again, you have to make sure that you're singing from the same hymn sheet when it comes to the child. You're not playing one and off, each other off against each other or doing things that will influence the child's behavior when it comes to the other one. Right. Uh, I've, I have that with family members rather than partner where like if I say no, a other family member will be, yeah, give, like, give him it. And then he knows then that if I don't give him it, he can go there. And then that's hard because I'm having to fight them as well then. And that can happen when you're co-parenting with somebody. You can be, you, you need to be, you need to have the exact same boundaries, the exact same expectations and be singing from the same hymn sheet, as they say, mm -hmm. with the same rules, the same guidance, the same consequences for things. Otherwise, you're just not going to get anywhere. And, and it needs consistent. You know what's funny is in doing a little preparation and research for this episode, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to find a slide or maybe the video itself, if, if that were the case, on somebody talking about uh, being on the same sheet of music or being on the same page as your spouse, partner, uh, whoever. Whoever, parent A and parent B, are on the same page. And it is impossible to find anything on YouTube, Google, uh, about... Now, you type it in and it, it'll pop up some um, some stuff, but it, nothing like we could use on the show. Um, and then I did find one video about it, but it was like an hour and 59 minutes. Um, I thought there would be a lot more on that. I thought that was a hot button topic when it comes to co-parenting is being on the same page or just parenting in general um if my wife and i weren't on the same sheet of music on how we wanted to do things mm. or what i mean the end goal is um our our morals our um virtues our everything how we want her raised if we weren't on the same sheet of music that i would spell out all kinds of trouble. Oh god, yeah. And then you get I into didn't know that. They learn that really quickly what they can get away with with each exactly. parent. And then that, that's, that's a breeding ground. Conflict. Yeah. That's the breeding ground for manipulation on their end. Um oh yeah. Massive manipulation and then conflict between the parents and it's just it's just a mess. Yes. Um well speaking of let's take a look first at we do have some do's and don'ts for co-parenting mm -hmm. and again everybody this is not Gemma and Tim telling you how to raise your children 
We're just having a chit chat. I'm learning as much as as you guys and uh, the the replay viewers and listeners on YouTube and Spotify. Just want that to be put out there. Uh, We are not at all telling you how children should be raised. These are just talking points. And I don't think it matters how many years you've been doing it and how many kids you've been doing it. You're still learning every single day. Yeah. And nobody's an expert when it comes to kids because every kid is different. Every 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 day is different. Everything's every day is a school day, basically. Every day I'm shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeeves, it's good to see you. Thanks for popping in. Um. So. We'll get to the do's and don'ts next, uh, but let's first, I wanted to look at this. There's two different styles of um, parenting as it comes to, and I assume this is for the divorced or separated or just not together. Um, Because as we talked about earlier, there is, it's not always just about divorce and separation and what have you. Some parents go into it knowing, hey, we're not going to be married. We, We just want to raise a child. Um, and, and it's a co-parenting situation in that way, but there's two types of the co-parenting. Um, uh, one of them obviously is co-parenting the other being parallel parenting. So I'll have Gemma run through this real quick and, uh, uh, yeah. So co-parenting, we'll do the, uh, co-parenting column first. Uh, so Parents work together to create a common parenting vision and provide consistent expectations or routines. So an example, a child is not allowed to attend sleepovers. Child attends church every Sunday, regardless of the home. Bedtime is always eight in each home. Parents attend teacher conferences together. And parents create a shared calendar to post notices from the school, invitations to parties and other important dates. And then parallel parenting. So each parent is free to parent as he, she sees fit within reason, regardless of expectations or routine set in the other home. So for example of this, child may not attend sleepovers when staying at one home, but may do so when staying at the other home. One parent attends the conference. If a school will provide two separate ones, each parent may attend their own. If not, the non-attending parent can request an email update. And then each parent keeps his, her own calendar. Each parent is solely responsible for communicating with the school, church, teams, etc. Now, if that happens again, I'll try and connect using a mobile device. Because obviously, my Wi-Fi is having none of it today. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, we've all had computer issues. I've popped in and out of the chat on a, on a live interview. I think uh, we were interviewing Mindy Davey, and I just disappeared. Yeah. But uh, Jeeves, I don't know if you saw that. Jeeves said he's on his way to the UK. Yeah, wow. Where are you going? It'll be London by that. So um, co-parenting, that is obviously, so we're talking two separate households here on both of these columns. Um, Co-parenting is what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, being on the same sheet of music. They have boundaries set. They have... Uh, rules established and they both adhere to them 
both parents uh, adhere to what they have sat down and discussed or um, decided that they wanted to do from the get-go. Uh, whereas parallel parenting, it's not necessarily always going to be that one parent is um, just bending the rules or, uh, you know, doesn't care or whatever. It's, it's not always that situation. Maybe, um, maybe they have an agreed upon uh, thing that um, I'm going to parent this way. You're going to parent that way. And it's kosher. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the um, definition of parallel parenting, each parent is free to parent how he or she uh, finds fit uh, within reason, obviously. And regardless of expectations of routine at the other home, that doesn't say one person, one parent's a shit bag and the other's, you know, trying to keep the kid, you know, on path to greatness. It, yeah. it says quite clearly, each parent is free to parent how they want. So that to me means they've discussed this ahead of time and said, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Now, does that work? Uh, I guess. I mean, it, to me, I've always liked structure. I think. And, and such. Yeah. Um, I have a friend that has the parallel parenting. And they find that now, especially that their children are older, the children are starting to rebel against the one that's got the earlier bedtime or the one that they deem is the stricter rules and it happens to be that the person the parent who has them less um for the less amount of time is the one that lets them stay up later and do more in the kids eyes yeah, so yeah. now the kids are starting to rebel against the rules that are set at the main home and see themselves hard done by. So I think that the, par the parallel par parenting, I'm not saying it's going to be like this for everyone, but certainly in a case that I know of, it's, it's harder if there is very different boundaries, like definitely, um, you know, the, the, you're going to have to sit down and talk about it, I think. Absolutely. Definitely and agree this on it. This doesn't sound like something you can just enter into willy-nilly. Like No, no. The, it, it sounds like it could get really out of hand quick. But it, mm. I, it, it again, it sounds just kind of like what you were touching on there. It sounds to me like it's just not going to work. Um, they're always going to want to be with the cooler parent, whoever lets them mm. stay up late. And, oh, yeah. you know, going to dad's house sucks because he makes me go to bed at eight. Um, Which is why I struggle, I think, with the, well, I, I started off kind of co-parenting, but now I feel like I have to be a good cop. I have to be bad cop. I have to be the one that sets the rules. I have to be the one that says no. And it makes me worry that when he's older, He's going to remember all this and be like, oh, well, you wouldn't let me do this and you wouldn't let me do that. And that does make me worry being a single parent that 
it will be an issue when he's older that he's going to remember that I was the one yeah. that said no he couldn't do this and no he couldn't go there and no he can't spend a hundred quid on a pair of trainers and uh, 50 quid on a bottle of prime or whatever. Yeah, that, that is a discussion at the moment. <laughs> Craig says at this point, when the kids get to about 11 or so, they will want to change the house parent they live with, house slash parent they live with. Yeah, mm. and that's what we're talking about. Like, it, they'll just, I mean, not that they wouldn't do that anyway, because even if you're in a co parenting situation um, where the rules are the same at both houses, you still have uh, mom and I got in a huge argument. I'm going to stay with dad. And, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, there's always going to be a little bit of that um, to uh, contend with. Uh, let's look at the do's and don'ts for co-parenting. Uh, mm -hmm. Just some talking points again. I'm just, I was just trying to work out where I put my phone then. What the heck? Uh, okay, so co-parenting do's and don'ts. Uh, so we'll do the left side first. So say nice things. When your co-parent has done something that made your child smile or that was kind, say it out loud. Recognize these moments and make sure your kids do too. Create boundaries. Set limits with your co-parent about the types of behavior will e that you will accept and not accept in the relationship. Be consistent. Follow your parenting plan and show up when you say you will. Keep communication accountable with talking parents. Discuss. If there is a discussion that you believe you might, might become an argument, set a time and place that is away from the kids to have the conversation. And then have a team. Friends and family and professionals are available to you find resources in your area and create supportive circles that you can speak to and then the don'ts uh, don't uh, insult your co-parent co watch what you say especially when there are little ears around and discourage negative words from your kids at home ignore boundaries allowing others to cross lines you have created or to ignore your rules make it much easier for your boundaries to be to be disrespected in the future. Change the plan. Avoid making last minute and erratic changes to visitation. This is inconsistent for your co-parent and for your kids. Argue. Arguing in front of your kids can cause stress and self-blame. Try to do it all. Parenting and co-parenting present unique challenges. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Reach out to people you trust when you need help. Um, That's another uh, one of those uh, good pieces of information that we generally discuss and, and see almost in every episode. Mm -hmm. uh, having having a team um, and not trying to do everything on your own uh, is is some darn good advice for most uh, mental health topics that we discuss on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, when you try and undertake too much of your on your own, it, it all comes crashing down and gets super tense and stressful, right? Mm -hmm. um, utilize your resources, utilize your co-parent, um, utilize you know help from grandma, grandpa, whoever might be in the picture. Um, but some some good uh, some good talking points up there. 
we've talked a little bit about boundaries uh, already, and I see that's up there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got to be nice, you know. Like we discussed, the, the situation might not always be uh, amicable or, you know, you mm-hmm. got might not be on great terms at all. I know if I had um, a child with my ex-wife, uh, I don't know what the situation would be because yeah, it's just not a good, good place. Um, however, discussing that—that's not to say that anything would uh, fall on that child, though. I know first and foremost what matters mm. and who the priority is. Um, but luckily that's not the case. Uh, and uh, Gemma, did you want to speak any to that while we have a moment? Um, yeah, just real quick. Having been raised in a environment where I was religiously told that the only reason my parents were together is because they had kids and then witnessing all the arguments and the tension that made me carry an incredible amount of guilt because I felt that it was my fault that my mom and dad were not happy. So if they, if you are arguing in front of your kids all the time and seeing that and hearing things, you might not mean for some of the things that you say to sound like it does, but it's amazing what it can transpire in a child's brain. They pick up way more than you will ever know. And yeah, you might hate, absolutely despise that co-parent, but one time you liked them enough to make a child. So just remember that. Right, okay, so six hallmarks of an effective working relationship and the star is excerpted from co-parenting course materials. Okay, so number one, common goals, raising emotionally and physically healthy children. Two, win-win, working for a long-term benefit, not short-term advantage. Three, negotiation, so that both parents win and the children never lose. Four, task orientated, so agreeing on what topics are in bounds and out of bounds. Courteous, using pleasant voice, calling ahead and sharing information. And number six, facts and feelings, facts versus feelings. Strong emotions can interfere with effective problem solving. Excellent. So that, I mean, that come more so than just for parents. I mean, that could be for anything. Father, son, mother, daughter, family oriented, or even work oriented. Um, Your team at work, you you and your team have to be on the same page, common goals, facts, feelings. Um, I told Penelope she could just party on because there's going to be so much editing on this episode anyway. Oh, yeah. Go in there and have a blast. Um, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to try log in on my phone. So next time it kicks me out, I'm just going to join from my phone. But it does mean that I won't have comments, just to warn you. 
but oh, um, yeah. at least then I shouldn't throw me off because I'll just use data. But it seems to be StreamYard. It keeps saying, oops, uh, there's a problem, and it just throws me out. So I don't know what's going on. Technical workshop. Technical um, shit show. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the next one here. Um, yeah. Okay. We have. Um, so, yeah, myths about self care for parents. So there's the myths on the left and the facts on the right. We'll do the myths for. Um, no, we'll do a cross. It will work better that way. So parents are often seen as except an exception to the laws of self-care. After all, they chose this life, right? Our preschool and child care centre is here to set the record straight, prove the self-care myths wrong. So let's see. Parents' job is to take care of their kids and not to worry about themselves. And it says parents can only be as good as Parents can only be as be good at being parents when they're feeling good and their needs are met too. It's selfish of parents to want time for themselves. Parenting is both incredibly rewarding and challenging. Parents can love their children unconditionally and still want time for themselves. And it makes them human, not bad parents. Oh, gosh, the number of times I've just gone into another room and thought to myself, for the love of God, Thomas, will you just leave me alone for a minute? <laughs> so many times. Um, and then uh, this is what parents signed up for, so they shouldn't feel overwhelmed. I've heard so many of these before. Nothing can fully prepare someone for, being, for, for becoming a parent we all feel overwhelmed at times, even when it's something we've done before. Parents have every right to feel overwhelmed and it shouldn't be they shouldn't be ashamed of it. And then, I never took time off from being a parent, so why should others need to? My, that's got my mum written all over it. Uh, our human experiences, challenges, successes and fears are all wonderfully unique to us. Not having an identical parenting experience doesn't mean someone's doing it wrong. Right. And is there a right and a wrong other than obviously the blatantly obvious don't do, you know, don't hang your child out of a window, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> the blatantly obvious stuff, yes. But is there a right and a wrong to parenting? Like when it, you know, when it comes down to the actual portrayal or raising of the kid together you you get to it's your child you, it's you can instill your values um now i guess that that there is a caveat to that as with anything um let's not go hog wild with what i'm saying but um you, you get the gist of what i'm trying to get at is there a right is there a wrong mm -hmm. uh, answer for any given situation, uh, everybody's situations are going to be different. So, I mean, how do you teach parenting other than some basic stuff like how to change a diaper and what have you? How do you teach raising a teenager um, and all of that? Like, anyway, uh, some good myths and, uh, and facts about self-care, an important thing, not only in parenting, but everyday life. Um, we should practice a little self-care. At least think about yourself in one 
way, shape, or form during each day. Um, not that uh, you want to be uh, overly concerned about uh, taking too much of the spotlight away, but just think about yourself. So check in with yourself more. Um, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling that way? Is there anything I'm doing to make this worse or better? Mm. It's, it's and it's like what we've said in many, many other broadcasts as well. You can't be expected to look after somebody else if you aren't looking after yourself. So again, make sure you're eating, make sure you're taking getting plenty of sleep, plenty of rest, looking after your own mental health and just you in general. Right. Uh, let's take a look at this video real quick while I go get Penelope situated. Uh, yes. I'm here for the rest of it. So. Have you ever thought about how parents, well, parent? According to child psychologists, there are two aspects of parenting that can influence child development, emotion, and behavior control and warmth. The control aspect describes how parents react to their children and which methods they use to parent. The warmth aspect is how much affection parents give their children. Learning about the different combinations of high or low control or warmth of these parenting styles could benefit current and future parents and their children. With that said, let's get into the four different parenting styles. Number one, authoritative parenting. Authoritative parenting is high on both control and warmth. These parents set strict rules and consequences, but they also make sure not to ignore their child's feelings. They are warm, nurturing, and encouraging, and willing to listen to their children and consider their point of view, but they also make it clear that adults are in charge here. With this approach, they have control over their children, but not in an overbearing way. This parenting style has been considered the best because it's a perfect balance of rules and affection. Children that were raised by authoritative parents are usually happy, confident, respectful, and successful. They rarely show signs of problematic behavior such as addiction, alcoholism, or problems with the law because the control their parents had over them ensured to teach them good behavior. And since they received so much love growing up, they can love and fulfill themselves and have stable and secure relationships with others. Number two, authoritarian parenting. It sounds similar to authoritative parenting, but make sure not to confuse the two. Authoritarian parents are also high on control, but their parenting is lacking warmth and emotion. These parents believe children should follow rules without exception. They are strict and believe in punishments and discipline. While enforcing their rules, they don't really care about their children's emotions. Negotiation is just not an option in their house. They may seem cold and distant when dealing with their children, and sometimes they can even get hostile and aggressive. When their children grow up, they're obedient, respect authority, and follow the rules. But because their opinions were never heard or valued, they have problems with self-esteem. It's hard for them to communicate their wants and needs with confidence. Because of this, they may be prone to depression or anxiety disorders. Number three, permissive parenting. Kids usually like this parenting style the most because those parents show little control and lots of warmth. They often say that kids will be kids and are quite forgiving when their kids make mistakes and might sometimes act more like friends than parents. They like talking with their children and joking around and they rarely put their foot down. But no matter how much their kids like that treatment, the permissiveness comes with a price. Children raised this way are often low in self-control, consideration for others, and in achievement motivation. 
they are also more likely to experiment with drugs or alcohol. They also might struggle academically and have low motivation for higher education. And number four, uninvolved parenting. Unfortunately, some parents don't really care about warmth nor control. Those parents, uninvolved ones, barely ever show interest in their children. They don't ask about their needs, schoolwork, or friends. They let their kid do whatever they want while expecting them to take care of themselves too. They can be straight up neglectful, cold, and rejecting when their kids seek their help. Uninvolved parenting also has negative effects on children. They don't do well in school, don't have fulfilling friendships, and have high levels of depression, anxiety, and drug use by the time they're teenagers, and are also likely to struggle with their self-esteem. If you're not a parent, which parenting style did your parents have while raising you? And what effects did it leave on you? And if you are a parent, in which category do you feel you fit in? Let us know in the comments if you feel like there's room for improvement. Good job on taking the first step. With lots of learning, dedication, and willingness, you can achieve that perfect balance and become an authoritative parent, raising a happy, protected, and confident child. If you like this video, please share it. The references and studies used are listed in the description below. Until next time, friends, take care, and thanks for watching. You're still here. Yeah, for now. Don't oh. jinx it. Don't jinx it. I have got my phone set up, though, so if it goes, I'll just join with that now. Excellent. Um, so I hope that kind of explains uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier a little better. Um, I can't even fathom, and I know there's folks out there, um, mm -hmm. you know, to each their own. It's not always everybody's cup of tea, but why have a child – if you're going to be neglectful or, uh, mm. you know, uninterested at all, um, maybe, yeah. there was, maybe there was extenuating circumstances and I'm not casting any judging or, or blame on anybody, but it just seemed so unfair. Oh, yeah. And it is true what it said about the way that you, how you are brought up can affect your parenting. Because mm -hmm. when I saw that, it was the second one, I forget which category it came under now um my parents how they were never really interested in me they were very very strict very very present but not present like they were there but like I was always told to shut up that my opinions didn't really matter I was always very much blamed for a lot of things and I went on to, I think, I the desire to be so different to my parents was so strong that I feel I was probably too much for my son at times. Wanting to show him excessive love, excessive care, and probably overbearing, to be honest, at times. But yeah, it's it really can affect you the way you're brought up for sure. Absolutely. Um, Penelope joins us now as she was. I had my mic muted, but she was essentially hollering on the floor asking to come up. She likes to sit with me at the computer and uh, showing stuff. parenting, <laughs> especially when uh, we're doing a broadcast. She loves the camera and seeing herself. Um, but anywho, parenting, I mean, that's what it's all about. Right. Um, yeah. 
and not being neglectful. I that's the one thing I think if I can, you know, always be never make her feel neglected or that I'm bored or not interested in her or you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. if, if there's one goal other than you know let's raise a good child and get her out into the world to be successful mm-hmm. um, I don't ever want her to feel like she was you know in the way or, or something like that um, so if she wants to come sit during the broadcast and that's what she gets oh, yeah. she seems to like it so she does. She seems to love it. She's really quietened down. I can't believe how quick she's growing. I, she just looks just like you, though. Like, she really does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jim says Penny is doing an amazing job parenting Tim this evening. <laughs> but you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of highs and, and waves. Yes. Um, so that brings uh, up a good point about what Jim just said, actually. Uh, about her parenting me brings up an essential or uh, something I was forgetting to mention earlier Um, on, on both fronts. We talked a little bit about the manipulation that can occur when there's um, toxicity Hmm. in in the relationship or in the parenting scenario. Um, You, you had mentioned, you know, the kids are smart. They're going to feed into that and they're Mm going to manipulate to get what they want. Um, oh, yeah. So not only can uh, children parent us, uh, but the other thing to watch out for is to not try and parent your partner, right? Um, oh, yeah. You don't want to make them feel like uh, they're the child mm-hmm. in the situation. I can probably raise my hand once or twice. I'm guilty. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to do it on purpose. I'm still learning myself. I feel like my wife is way ahead of the game, um, mm. seeing as how she has three of her own and there are already two of them in high school already. That um, was one of the questions that I wanted to bring up. We had a question on the form tonight, and I thought it would be a really good episode to bring it in, um, especially as you've just mentioned it. It said about how can uh, parenting and co-parenting uh, be affected when it's when you're joining a relationship where the other person already has children what what's your role there so uh so there it's a little I, you know i was brand new in that as well so it's a it's a learning curve uh i came into a very good situation um mm-hmm. i feel very lucky with the situation I am currently in with uh, my wife and then her ex-husband and now his new wife. Um, we all get along very well. There's no, um, there's no problems or issues. And we seem to get along parenting wise. Um, obviously his wife and, and I both know that we're not the, the primary parent here. But we're we're support parents or bonus parents is the is pretty popular now, um, mm-hmm. and you know I'll be the first one to jump in there and help with um, some uh, math homework because my wife sucks at math, um, and you know just as far as discipline goes, I don't tend to um, 
I'll raise my voice if it needs, if the if the situation warrants. But I don't generally punish uh, her kids. I bring it to her, like if she's out of the house and and there with mm-hmm. me, I'll I'll bring it to her and kind of either let her make the decision or we'll make it together. Um, or sometimes she'll just say, "You handle it. It's cool." Um, mm-hmm. Now that we're six years on, seven years on, uh, we've got a bit more of a groove. So it's definitely a lot easier now um, than it was when I was first coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that answers it. Um, yeah, I can imagine it's quite hard, especially around discipline. That was something that was um, that was mentioned. It literally came in about. 40 minutes ago so while we've been live it's just purely because i've got it open that i was doing that form that i saw it come through so it's as well but um yeah especially around the discipline i think that we're getting it's quite a lengthy one so maybe we can address it more appropriately next time we do the live q a as well um but i just wanted to bring it up now because it was obviously sending but while somebody was watching the broadcast obviously uh sent it in about discipline and how to handle the discipline around children when they're not biologically yours i don't know that there's again is there a right or wrong answer um each, I guess each situation a different discuss it with the parents and things and again you're a team regardless I guess as long as it's something that you've discussed and agree upon beforehand then you know but there is always the risk thrown of you like I mean I used to get it when I worked in a school um, especially high school and they'd say you're not my mum you can't tell me what to do Yeah. and often at school and I think thank god I'm not <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. um, but- yeah, it's it can be hard, especially when they get to a certain age and they're just wanting to push every boundary that there is. But and, so, uh, Nail Driver says uh, the hardest thing about having difficult foster kids in the house was trying to hold <laughs> trying to hold the house together for our own kids. Yeah, I can imagine that's really difficult and. Uh, you know, massive shout out to you for doing that. It can be really difficult. Absolutely. Um, and really that, that's a whole other dynamic that we haven't even gotten into. Um, we can definitely take a look at that later on down the road. I did to do that as well. That can be really difficult, especially if they've come from a really difficult background, trying to get them and put them back on track and help and support them. Again, there's no guidebook that comes with being a parent, especially when it comes to um, fostering and things. And that that can be really difficult when they're not your children biologically and you've been put in the situation where you've got to just do your best. And it can be really hard depending on the circumstances in which they've been brought up in. So shout out to you for that. I'd like to throw this last slide up uh, and go through this because I really wanted to discuss this one. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind reading one more. There's uh, a, a yeah. two-parter. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to find it. There we go. So how to promote positive mental health in your child. So be a role model. 
how to handle your challenges and uncomfortable feelings influences how your child learns to respond to their own. Uh, limit screen time. Don't let electronics get in the way of developing a deep connection with your kids. Limit screen time for your kids and for yourself. And then stop helicoptering. Hoovering too closely limits your child's developments by not letting them learn how to handle disappointments or overcome struggles. And then talk to your child about their feelings. Being able to share their feelings in a healthy, productive way is essential for good kids' mental health. Let them know mistakes are normal. Let your kids see your own errors so they realize everyone makes mistakes and sometimes it doesn't define a person's worth. Yeah. Um, I've swiped out of that. Focus on their physical health so diet and sleep can contribute to a child's mood, attention span, anxiety levels and general behavior. Accentuate the positive. So praise your child for their efforts not only in their successes, so they develop a positive sense of self, uh, self, even when they're struggling. And yeah, that's something that I struggled with, definitely having the negatives mm -hmm. um, focus on more. So like, yeah, obviously you have to pull them on certain behaviors and stuff, but try and make sure that you are focusing on the things that they are doing well. If you have to tell them off for doing something, try and bring it back to something that they did do well. Don't always focus on the negative because then it just makes them feel like they are worthless and useless and they can't do anything. Um, I'm still struggling with that to this current day because of it. So try and definitely do that. Uh, I'm going through the whole mental health thing with Thomas at the moment because of everything that he's been through and things that he's witnessed and things that were out of my control. But, you know, just try and talk to them about it. And they're not always going to want to talk, but there are many, many other ways in which you can do it. Um, if if I've got some great ideas, actually, I'll drop in the Discord afterwards that might help. Um, but then there's, like... There's various different ways you can do it, but I'll put them all in the Discord because I've just literally gone through that my, with Thomas recently with his mental health. So, um, yeah, there you go. Sorry. No, that that's fine. That's perfect, too, because uh, uh, it, it does bring up another. I was thinking along the same lines of doing an episode down the road about talking mental health with your kids. Um I haven't actually written it down yet, but I've thought about it several times that we need to do something about how to how to talk at a young age about mental health and, and what's going on um, to make it more comfortable as they grow older and not stigma and all that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Nail driver says, now I'm in a difficult, a new difficult situation. My mother-in-law is under our roof and care. She likes nail driver's posts. <laughs> she was not really there for my wife, and yet my wife has always been in her corner. And, and he ends with, so I'm mad at this person. 
Um, well, I hope everything works out in in a good in a good manner. Um, remember to uh, watch Yay. holding resentments, um, as that's the the breeding ground for bad. Yes, it can be hard. Resentments. Um, I think uh, that was all I really had as far as. Um, slides and information i think i hit on everything and we're just uh I, the one thing i forgot is uh we, we kind of talked about it but i wanted to bring this up in, in particular um because i asked my wife specifically because she told me something she just does not like and we talked about boundaries and mm -hmm. and uh making rules or um do's and don'ts of mm -hmm. um how to treat your partner in this um venture and so somewhere along the line, I was asking or I was telling Penelope, you know, why don't you, why don't you go ask your mama for a diaper or something? And, or why don't you go see if mama can feed you or something like that? And for whatever reason, that really just kind of rubbed Casey the wrong way. She did not care for that. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about it and of course I won't do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I won't do that again, um, but uh, even the little things, you know, that might seem so insignificant to some, and it might seem insignificant to me. Like I'm not meaning any harm by it, obviously. And mm -hmm. I, I might think it's kind of nuts that she uh, she gets offended by that or itches her, but it does. Is the is the bottom line? It does get on her nerves, and so I need to address that for her, you know. So, just something to think about. So, all right, guys, this has been an episode. Uh, I'm going to be in the editing room for hours on end uh, between a Houdini co host and a lady here that won't be quiet. Right? So, anyway. We're going to go ahead and close it on out. We're going to do some community calendar first. Don't forget you got Catalyst with Jim in Chicago land tonight. As always, the warm candle or the fireside chats. 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's my neck of the woods. Uh, here on Twitch at Jim in Chicago land. He's in the chat. If you give him a follow, he will uh, be out on the patio tonight. Yeah. Um, we also have a ray of sunshine in here. He's one of my moms. Um, he did he did his uh, stream last night, Tuesday nights. Positive stories and vibes. I was unable to make last night, unfortunately. However, I will catch the replay if it's up. Mm -hmm. Give him a follow as well. A ray of sunshine twenty one. Eric J Gaming on Twitch. Uh, he was a former um, guest, or I mean a. Uh, interview yeah we interviewed eric on his anxiety um he plays uh games on twitch and has a, a pretty nice stream setup so give him a follow and check him out emma go for it promote yourself what do you uh, yeah, we've got a broadcast train on it's gone last saturday of the month i think um, but yeah, we're going to be doing some more stuff anyway. Uh, I've got some more resin 
and arts and crafts broadcasts in the pipeline very soon. Oh, um, wow. I haven't seen the resin in a while. That's those were always fun to watch, actually. Well, the, the resin sculpture I have at the side of me is not appropriate for this broadcast, so uh -huh. I won't get that one out. But, yeah, we are going to be doing some more. Um, I'm going to get uh, Med doing some as well because I want to do the broadcasts as I'm teaching it as well so I can show other people how to do yeah. it. And just a bit of fun and great for your mental health as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Gemma. And lastly, for all things bunny, you know her, you love her, Ella the Bunny Mom here on Twitch, uh, mybunnyvalentine.com. Uh, use the promo code FIREDUDE15 to save 15% on your purchases. Um, Ella is a great friend and has to work, unfortunately, during the mental health hour time frame. But uh, she streams late nights uh, for all insomniacs out there. Uh, she plays a little ukulele and sing some songs and you can meet her rabbit puppy cat but give her a follow help mm -hmm. support her at mybunnyvalentine.com and i uh, thank you all for joining us tonight um oh hell that's right we we need to go over um the live q and a that's not that's already come and gone Oh, yep. Well, that's come on. Is it this? Yeah, okay. We got to go over the um, the Discord. Mm -hmm. uh, who's he, my Bobby? I have it here. Let me get rid of that and I'll pop it in. We had too many slides up tonight, apparently. Um, yeah, there we go. Yep, I was just thinking when he said about when the live q and I'm like, we didn't discuss another word. What? What? <laughs> Join us. Uh, Friday, June 23rd, um, that will be, I will be coming home from the beach that day. So the week of the 23rd, uh, the 19th to the 23rd, uh, I put it in the Discord mm -hmm. uh, that there, on the upcoming schedule, there is no stream on that day, uh, or on that week, I'm sorry, I think it was the 21st of June. So, but we will do a community check-in at the 23rd when I get home from the vacation. Yes. Be live in the Discord. Uh, camera and voice optional. Um, just come in, hang out at the lounge. And keep your, it's like a Zoom call, essentially. So, you don't even have to speak. Just listen if you want to. Yeah, just come hang out. Um, but that is now all we have. Um, for any and all information, there's, of course, the bio link. And uh, we, we highly recommend joining the Discord because um, that's the, the most uh, popular place for information passing on and community updates. So we'll go ahead and get out of here. We'll be back again next week. The new schedule is out on the Discord. I'll put it on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, if you want to check it out, check out TMHH Instagram or Twitter. If you're not in the Discord uh, for the upcoming schedule, next week we're going to be doing dissociation, mm -hmm. which is where we're at tonight, right? Dissociating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nail Driver. All right, guys. We'll see you again uh, next week. Bye now. Bye.